all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Karen Brown with Dr. Allie Brown, who's a surgical pathologist. She's filling in today for Dr. Michelle Owens. Today's topic is fitness. The idea of getting in shape may be a little daunting or even overwhelming to you, but is it that out of reach? Our special guest, Lori Porter, who is the director of group fitness at the club, will be able to answer your questions and give us a lot of good tips. You're invited to call us at 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after NPR News to talk about fitness on Southern Remedy for Women here on MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Luis Schiavone. The Justice Department has charged three people with operating a scheme to bilk Medicare of more than $1 billion. NPR's Carrie Johnson has details. Federal authorities say the owner of more than 30 nursing homes and assisted living facilities in the Miami area presided over a long-running conspiracy to defraud Medicare. Health care fraud has long been a problem in South Florida, and the lead defendant in this case had previously paid the government $15 million to resolve civil claims for similar misconduct. This time, prosecutors in D.C. and Florida charged him, a hospital administrator and a doctor's assistant, with conspiracy, obstruction, money laundering, and other crimes. The Justice Department says the nursing home owner, Philip Esformis, is a flight risk and a danger to the community. They're asking a judge to hold him in custody while he awaits trial. Carrie Johnson, NPR News, Washington. GOP presidential hopeful Donald Trump in Cleveland this morning addressed behind-the-scenes workers at the convention using Trump-style superlatives to sum up the week. We read two, three weeks ago, this is going to be horrible. We're going to have riots. We're going to have problems. Everything was a problem, a problem. This was probably one of the most peaceful, one of the most beautiful One of the most love-filled conventions in the history of conventions. The Democratic Convention opens Monday in Philadelphia as the party awaits word on a vice presidential running mate selection. Presumptive presidential nominee Hillary Clinton opens a Florida swing today starting in Tampa. New June fundraising totals show Donald Trump's campaign has made large strides in the last month but is still behind his rival. NPR's Will Huntsbury has more. Disclosures a month ago showed Donald Trump's financial outlook was not good. His campaign had just over a million dollars in the bank, peanuts compared to what's needed to run a modern presidential campaign. But new financial reports show Trump's campaign making progress during the month of June. Team Trump raised $81 million, still way behind Team Clinton, which raised $146 million. The new totals include money raised by super PACs as well as the respective national parties. Clinton has invested far more heavily in traditional campaign infrastructure, hiring hundreds of field organizers. 
The Clinton team has also been airing a barrage of ads against Trump in battleground states. Will Huntsbury, NPR News. David Duke, the former leader of the Ku Klux Klan, is running for the U.S. Senate from Louisiana. He made the announcement this morning. I believe in equal rights for all and respect for all Americans. However, what makes me different is I also demand respect for the rights and the heritage of European Americans. On Wall Street at this hour, the Dow is up 20 points. The Nasdaq is up 24 points. This is NPR News. Funeral services are slated today for Matthew Gerald, one of three Baton Rouge, Louisiana policemen gunned down in an ambush on Sunday. Gerald had served 11 years in the military before becoming a police officer. Two more funerals will follow, one tomorrow and one on Monday. The governments of China, Australia and Malaysia say they will suspend their search for the missing Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. NPR's Anthony Kuhn reports from Beijing that the flight disappeared in March 2014 with 239 people aboard. Malaysian Transport Minister Liao Chonglai told reporters that searchers are not giving up. They're just going to put the search on hold until they get some information on the plane's location. They've already spent $135 million and scoured over 46,000 square miles of the southern Indian Ocean looking for it. The current phase of the search is almost finished, but it's been delayed by poor weather. The cause of the plane's disappearance remains a mystery. One explanation is that the pilot might have crashed the plane into the ocean on purpose, but Transport Minister Liao says there's not enough evidence to support that. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Beijing. The news is brighter for renters, according to real estate data firm Zillow. Their figures show, on average, a 2.6% year-over-year increase in rents last month matching the average gain in wages, although the Commerce Department's Consumer Price Index found a 3.8 percent rise. Zillow reports the median monthly rent nationwide is $1,409. Prices are hotter, as you might expect, in some major cities. I'm Louise Schiavone, NPR News, Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Visiting Angels, professional caregivers assisting adults in bathing, dressing, meals, and lighthouse work nationwide. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Office locations are at visitingangels.com. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning. Hi. Hello. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Karen Brown, usually here with Dr. Michelle Owens, but today moving into the hosting seat as opposed to get you, you are guest hosting Dr. Ali Brown, who's a surgical pathologist, but also has some expertise in our topic today. Very involved with that. We are talking about fitness 
Now, the idea of getting in shape may be a little bit daunting to you, maybe even overwhelming, but we're going to get past that and find out some. We'll start with the easy ways to start to get more fit and then into the harder things. But our special guest is Lori Porter. She's director of group fitness at the club and she will have the answers to your questions. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464 or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Dr. Brown. Hey, Karen Brown. Good morning. Yeah, that's the Brown girls. That's right. Why don't you introduce our special guest because you know her. And, I do know her. That's right. Yeah, I asked Lori to come join us today. Lori, as Karen said, is the director of group fitness at the club, which is a chain of uh, fitness studios here in the Jackson area. And I think which, there's one in Hernando as well. Which one club are you at? I'm actually at all of them. Oh. I run group fitness at Lake Harbor, Highway 51 in Madison, and at Township. All right. You get around. Yeah, so she <laughs> teaches at all three. She teaches group fitness classes. And I met Lori from being a member at at the gym, at the club, and um, eventually enjoying it so much that I decided to pursue group fitness uh, right. certification to so actually So you teach, you teach. teach classes yeah. too. So I teach like one. Lori teaches like 100. <laughs> she teaches the hard one though. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, you're both... Both experts in the field, but Lori, tell us about yourself. We want to learn more about you. So I have, I'm from here, from Jackson, um, graduated from Wingfield High School, so go Falcons. Um, I got into exercise after I had my first son, who is now 16. Um, I gained a lot of weight when I was pregnant, like a lot, like I quit counting after 75-ish pounds. And um, he was about almost a year old, and I still had about 30 to go. And so I... Got into exercising, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, I felt very overwhelmed. Um, I had a friend that taught class at a local gym, and she got me into teaching step aerobics, if you will. And um, then I got body pump certified in 2000. What is it? Body pump, which is a weight training class. It's the it's the most popular barbell class there is. And so that was, what, 16 years ago I got certified and just really changed my lifestyle. Um, I love to teach. I love the people that I come in contact with and I had two more children after that, but didn't get crazy. And let me just say, because we're on radio, that you look incredibly fit. Thank you. Very slim and trim, but of course, both of you are. Thank you. And I make up for both of you. (laughs) All right. So let's get into, all right, someone who's more sedentary like me, and I'm quite overweight. What's an easy way for someone of my muscle of an advanced age, if someone is older, overweight, and sedentary, how do you start? Well, you have to start with what uh, motivates you, what drives you. Some people, I'm not someone that's going to exercise at home. Um, You know, I'm going to do laundry at home. So you have to either find a partner or a buddy. Um, You have to get out and exercise, whether it's walking the track, whether it's getting on a treadmill, if it's joining a gym, if that motivates you because you know you have to pay that fee every month, then that's what's going to get you off the couch and moving. Um, It's always really good to find something that you enjoy that you'll stick with. Because if you hate it, you're probably not going to keep doing it. Yeah, that's the number one thing. I think finding what you like to do Mm -hmm. so you're not dreading it. You're looking forward to actually doing it. But you know how everybody makes that New Year's resolution to get fit and everybody joins a club, uh, a fitness center, and then 
it trails off. By February, they're not going. Well, here's anymore. the issue with setting goals. If you say my New Year's resolution is to get fit or to lose weight or this, that's very nebulous, right? You need to set goals that are measurable and attainable. And that's with anything in life, right? Including fitness. So if you say I'm going to, in the next two weeks, I'm going to walk three times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, in a goal you can set, not like I'm going to lose 50 pounds this month, you know, just set <laughs> something first. Yeah. I always say a goal to. without a plan is a wish. Oh, if good. you have a goal, I like, I love, I love ah, a tagline. Nice. I'm really yeah, into write that. Write that down. <laughs> nice. A goal without She's a, writing it down. A goal without yeah, a plan is a wish. You have to have an attainable goal and you have to have a plan in which to reach it. Yeah, and you start small with something that you can do, and then you increase it from there. I mean, that I think one of the hardest things for anything you're trying to do in life is to start, right? To get over that in- inertia that you have initially to get moving and to do something. So I think for a lot of people, that's what it is. You hear from doctors, or is there a standard that you should spend, what, 45 mm-hmm. minutes three times a week? That's sort of the standard. That's sort of the basic. Do you agree with that? Um, I think if you're starting from a sedentary standpoint, I think 45 is kind of a lot. I would probably go with 30 three times a week um, is plenty. You don't you don't want to get into something that's like like Ali said, that you're just going to dread doing. Um, There's a lot of different programs out there that you can do for 20 minutes. You can walk and then for 10 minutes you can lift some weights. There's there's so much at your fingertips now that you didn't used to have. Mm -hmm. YouTube, you can YouTube how to do this certain exercise and it's going to show you right there. Now that's interesting. You mentioned lifting weights, walking. When you're starting out, I was always under the impression that you you walk and then the lifting weights comes later because the lifting weights is building muscle, right? Yes and no. When you have lean muscle, you burn fat faster. Lean muscle burns fat faster. So a lot of people, especially women, think, oh, gosh, if I lift this weight, I'm going to bulk up and look like the Hulk Yeah, I'm going to look big. (laughs) And it's really not the case because you're lifting smaller amounts of weight and you're doing it for more repetitions. But anytime I feel strongly that anytime you start a fitness regimen that you need to incorporate some type of strength training right away right away and even if it's something small for women's health that is key because weight bearing exercise prevents things like osteoporosis it just it it goes so much more for bone health and it helps you maintain that muscle mass all adults especially women lose muscle mass after i think the age of 40 no depressing that's how old i am but so you want to have that kind of going to go into it. And if you're past 40 and you're starting to exercise, that's why muscle building exercises are so important. Why? Why does lifting weights build muscle mass? Because when you talk about cardio, you're talking about cutting fat. Okay. So, so it's a very, it's a common misconception. People say, I want to tone my muscle. Mm -hmm. You really, you can't really tone a muscle. You can either grow it and you can cut the fat around it. Those are the two things you got. So if you're if you're doing cardio, then you're cutting the fat. If you're doing strength exercise, you're building the muscle. And that muscle is going to work better for you the more in shape that you are. So the more lean muscle you have, the more your body works for you. So if you're just, I see a lot of people, and I, I hate to say it, and I probably shouldn't, but I will anyway. Go ahead. Um, skinny fat. I hear that a lot. Oh, I was about to say. You know what I mean? I used to be like, skinny fat for sure. I see people sure. that will get on that treadmill, and they will go to town for like hours. And they lift no weights, and it's like they're they look unhealthy because they're not they're not because they're flabby. Well, just because there's no muscle there, there's just no. They're they're not growing any muscle fibers. They're not making their muscles any different. They're just doing cardio. But is there any other way besides lifting weights 
to get that kind of I mean you don't muscle. have to necessarily even lift a weight you can do a body weight exercise like a push up is it the, mm-hmm. it's the repetition that's building the muscle well, the muscle is like traumatized. So when you're lifting up heavy things, it's true, right? It gets injured. And to repair, it increases the size of each individual cell. Oh. This is the pathologist talking, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And as that occurs, the muscles get larger. All right. So you want to traumatize your muscles. Yeah. Just like when you have heart disease and your heart's having to pump higher against high blood pressure, it gets bigger because it's a muscle. I mean, that's so just if you're, the same if thing. So if you're starting out, you shouldn't probably do it every day at first. Does your, does your, you can? Well, does your, weight your, training, you really need to kind of give some time for muscle to, to repair. Yeah. But you can do different muscle groups if you want to lift oh. weights every day. You can do arms one day, then legs one day. Mm-hmm. Depends. All right. Let me give the phone number out. We're going to take our first break of the hour, too. But uh, we have a lot to talk about today. If you have a question or if you work out, maybe share your workout plan, what you do, what's successful for you, what's hard, how you got past that initial, oh, I really don't want to do this. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back on Southern Remedy for Women. impaired mpb's radio reading service is here for you our dedicated team of volunteers bring the world of news and entertainment to you for information and to see if you qualify call us at 601-432-6301 this is scott beretta host of highway 61 each week on the show we explore a different aspect of the blues tradition Join me every Saturday night at 10 p.m. and Sunday at 6 p.m. here on MPB. The Thacker Mountain Radio Hour returns to the Neshoba County Fair this Saturday, July 23rd at 8 p.m. Our guest will be American Idol semifinalist Amelia Eisenhower, bluesman Leo Bud Welch, and author Harrison Scott Key, plus our house band, the Yellow Bushwhackers. More information at NeshobaCountyFair.org. It's the Thacker Mountain Radio Hour this Saturday at the Neshoba County Fair in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Here comes MD. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
Welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown, Dr. Allie Brown, filling in for Dr. Michelle Owens today. And our special guest is Lori Porter. She is the director of group fitness at the club. And there are a number of clubs called The Club in the Jackson area. And we're talking about fitness today, obviously, since you're director of fitness. We did have a phone call during the break. Um, Someone wanted to know... How do you exercise? You're exercising fine and you're losing weight, but you have loose skin because you're successful in losing weight. It's You can't lose skin, unfortunately. Yeah. There's some degree. It depends on how much weight you lose. It depends on the kind of skin that you have, your age. You know, as we when we're younger, our skin is more elastic, of course. So as you're older, you're going to have more problem with that loose, sagging skin. If you lose a dramatic amount of weight, you're going to have problems with loose, sagging skin, no matter how old you are. So there is some degree of the skin kind of coming back, but in some, once you reach a certain point, unfortunately, the the skin is very loose. And I mean, I had two babies, and I can tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to not right. I mean, my, I'm never going to have. It's never going to be the same, let's just and say. And you're very thin. Both yeah, of you are I, very thin but I definitely thin. have like loose skin on my abdomen. I mean, that's just what happens. And the alternative there is if it's really bothering you, then to have the surgery to have that skin removed by a pla- qualified plastic and you've surgeon. Seen that people Don't who have go lost to Tijuana. Huge, people who have lost huge amounts of weight and you see the skin that's removed from them afterwards. It's Absolutely. just incredible. I've known people that had it done and I've, of course, seen the procedures and the specimens. And it, it is a remarkable change. Now, I know there's some things you wanted to address, Dr. Yeah, Pernod. I wanted to talk about um, the CDC has specific guidelines for aerobic activity. And for adults, you're supposed to get two hours and 30 minutes each week of some sort of moderate intensity aerobic activity. Now, that doesn't mean get out there and do it consecutively. They say as long as for 10 minutes, a consecutive 10 minutes, you have this moderate or vigorous intensity, that's good. So you can split that up, you know, and do it's roughly 150 minutes per week. So you can divide that up as as you want, five days a week doing 30 minutes or, or whatever. Um what constitutes I moderate mean, activity? Of, yeah, what constitutes <clears throat> so brisk that? walking is moderate activity. Is there a way to tell by your breath? Yes, I mean, should absolutely. you be out of breath? If or? you can perfectly talk while you're exercising and there's no issue at all, then probably you need to turn it step up. Step it up. A if you can sing, they say the sing test. Like if you can sing when you exercise, then you got to step it up a notch. If you can barely get words out, maybe you need to take it down a notch. So then that's all about breathing, right? I mean, Karen, you're an expert on on talking professionally. So uh, th- that's all about how much air you're able to to use for speaking as opposed to surviving. And it's important to breathe, I would take it while you're exercising. And it's funny because we say it all the time, right? Don't forget to breathe. But you do tend to hold your breath, and it's not good for you when you exercise. Especially when your muscles are being traumatized. Yeah. That's right. Right. When they're getting Let me give the phone up. number out. one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. So CDC says moderate intensity aerobic activity, someone doing that can talk but not sing during the activity. A person doing vigorous intensity cannot say more than a few words without pausing for breath. And, and so they that's fall the next over step too, up. that's a but step. <laughs> vigorous is okay. I um, say that a lot too in class. Because yeah. people will be talking. I'm like, y'all aren't really working yeah, right. very hard. Oh. <laughs> You're talking to your neighbor. Yeah, so then I just amp it up a little bit. And then that's right. Once you call them it's out, really my probably, job. You know, I take it very seriously. And then muscle strengthening activities should be done two or more days a week, as we mentioned about some sort of weight-bearing exercise, whether that's weights or doing push-ups, sit-ups, 
dips, whatever you want to do. You don't have to go out and buy a set of weights. Lori, tell us about the classes that you teach specifically. Do you have advanced students or, or varying types? You know, types? it's funny. We have everything from, from college children to our oldest members that take our classes regularly or in their 70s. Um, and can whoop and, and Yeah, can hold their own for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, so our probably our most popular class is Body Pump, which is a weight training class. So um, you start with the warm-up and then you do everything from squats to chest to triceps, biceps, the whole, it's the whole body. Um, a lot of repetition, low weights. And the thing about pump is you can choose your own weight. So you can start very light and then progress a little heavier as you keep going. Um, Les Mills, who, who um, choreographs body pump, actually started something called Smart Start, where you can, if you're new, instead of trying to do the whole hour the first time you come, you come and you do like the first four or five tracks, and then you maybe add a track the next time you come. It makes it a little bit easier. Um, so we have that. It's our most popular for sure. We also have Body Combat, which is a mixed martial arts-inspired class. My favorite class, Tom at met Allie. Um, and then we have Body Attack, which is the class that Allie teaches, which is high-impact um, there's a lot of modifications in there that the instructors will show you, like instead of doing this tuck jump, maybe just lift your knee. So there's a lot of, um, modifications for whoever, um, we have body flow, which is a yoga Pilates class. Um, CX works is a core conditioning class. Now yoga doesn't really tone, does it? Yeah, it, it actually does. does. It does. Much, yeah. It, I, I will, I will honestly do a body flow class and be the most sore from that mm-hmm. than anything else. How, why, what are you doing that? Cause you hold poses. So like if you get into a lunge and you're holding that static pose for however long and your muscles working for longer, instead of just doing like one squat and you stand up and then your muscles go and then they're done in flow or in yoga, you're holding those poses for a long period of time and you're learning how to breathe through it. So your muscle is active for longer. What about stretching? Is that working your muscles? It, it Well, here's the thing. I heard this the other day, and I thought it was such a good way to think about this because people don't stretch. They get to the mm-hmm. end of the class. They're like, I got to go. I got to go do a million things. So when you're stretching, when you're building muscle, then you have what this lactic acid that's building up in your muscles. Okay, so if you don't stretch those little knots out at the end, then they stay like this. Now, if you imagine a knot, if you have a knot in like a, a rope, and you, then you try to stretch. What you happens just said to that, that knot? You just said they stay like this. What you're doing is clenching your oh, hands. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Radio. <laughs> so you have this little clenched knot in your leg. And then if you, like if you have a knot in a rope and you try to pull that rope once that knot's there, what's going to happen is that knot's going to get tighter. So if you don't stretch immediately after you work out, you're going to have these little knots. And I... I'm a mess because yeah. I, what about stretching beforehand? Is that necessary? It is, is definitely necessary, but I think it's even more necessary to stretch after with yeah. the programs that we do. We have what's called warmups that are, that are built into our workouts. So it's kind of a slow start, uh, you know, so then we have the, the stretching after and everybody will be there for the warm up. That's right. And everybody's out. <laughs> like, I got to pick up and my like, kid. Yeah. But it's really important to prevent injury. That's, that's a huge thing. So if your muscles are tight and you're much more prone to, to, to injury. And I mean, I can just say if I don't stretch, I mean, I think when I was younger, it didn't matter so much, but now if I don't stretch, I really am a mess. Like I, it, it, is very difficult. I will get knee pain because like a tight muscle on the back of my leg will mm-hmm. be pulling on my knee. Like I had this really bad knee pain for a while 
And I talked to a friend who's an orthopedist, and he said, well, you need to stretch your hamstrings. And it, it was gone. I didn't have that problem anymore. It wasn't my bones. It was actually my muscles affecting my joint. Tell me about your combat class. Oh, Lori teaches combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I teach body attack which is a high a impact. Thing. Yeah. All right. Different. And let's talk about, we'll do that. But what's, <laughs> tell us about the combat. I mean, you're really doing fighting moves. You are. Um, it's very authentic. Um, the, the people that, that choreograph that, you have um, Dan Cohen and Rachel um, Newsham. And Dan Cohen was actually like a world kickboxing champion. So he's he's has a martial arts background. Um, we, we go through a lot of different disciplines. So we'll do boxing, which is all boxing, all cardio, all hands. Um, there's also Taekwondo and kickboxing that uses the different kicks and they're very authentic to the move. Um, we don't encourage that you actually hit anyone in class. It's, you know, <laughs> in a full class, that can be hard. Sometimes when you're kicking, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's no contact, um, but it's very authentic. And, and I think it, it makes you feel empowered. It really does for women. It's just something that makes you feel, um, very strong. And I have a lot of women that, you know, they joke and they're like, if I ever, someone ever tries to do something to me, I'll be like, let me put my music on real quick. Hold on. <laughs> and then start the song and then they know the choreography. But it, it is, it's, it's very, it's fun. Um, you got to do it a couple times to get over that first, like, I feel silly. Um, but everybody, everybody looks silly the first time they do it. So you have that in common. Um, but it's, it's my favorite for sure. And then talk about jujitsu because you've gotten into doing uh, yeah, that so for I've, exercise I've, as I've well. I always love boxing um, as, a, as a not for real. I don't want to get hit in the face, but <laughs> I like to pretend. So I've, I've always taken boxing training and then um, I have done some kickboxing before. And then I recently, um, I guess almost a little over a year ago, I started doing some jujitsu at Gracie South, which is the ground wrestling, the grappling. Um, and I actually did a few tournaments. Which will be a little... Um, yeah, on know, the weekend, right? Lori would go <laughs> whoop some ladies. Weekend or warrior. Or get whooped. <laughs> right. Or get whooped. Um, but yeah, there's some jiu-jitsu in some of our combat stuff, like like ground stuff. Mo- mace, mostly when you're doing like the conditioning, um, the different little push-ups or, or whatever. But and, and what's it's the fun. one you teach, Allie? It's called Body Attack. It's the same Les Mills series that, that Lori's talking about. But it's um, there are multiple tracks, so like five minutes... Small things that add up to about a 55-minute class, starting with a warm-up and ending with a cool-down. And we work on agility, uh, sports training, kind of being able to move fast and not getting hurt. And then uh, there are a lot of spikes, like uh, heart rate spikes, like aerobic-type activity and things like that. And then there's a core component where you work your core. All right. What if someone comes in and they have bum knees or their joints are messed up? We don't want them to be turned off ever to the class. So what kind of classes might there be? For someone who's older and, and the joints are a little creaker, creakier. <laughs> body pump is always a good one to start with. I always tell people to start with body pump. Just but because... you said there were thrusts, like squat thrusts. No, 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 the... just squats oh. with the bar. But you can choose oh, how heavy the bar is, or I mean, no bar, or no bar. Um, and it's it's not as choreographed, I guess, as some of the other ones. So it's easier to follow. Um, Body attack is really good. Les Mills is really good about teaching our instructors once they go through the training process, also how to give you the option. So she may show you the move and then she's going to say, your lower option is this. So if the, instead of doing a jumping jack, then you might just move your foot right and left, but the instructor is going to show you how to take out the impact. Um, and, and with combat too, there may be a, a combination that we do with jabs and crosses and then we do jacks. And so I'll say, if you don't want to jack, then you squat. 
doesn't take away the intensity of the program. It takes away the impact for people that don't want to jump. Um, so there are definitely options for everyone. Always options. And then there's water aerobics, right? We do have some water aerobics We have water aerobics at Township um, as well, and that's a great and, – and cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, cycle is really Spin good classes. because there's no impact. Um, and cycle is something that a lot of physical therapists put you – you know, after an injury, after surgery, mm-hmm. you start with that. So it's a really good class too. And I, I've done water aerobics, which is great because you you don't have that stress on your joints mm-hmm. and you're still moving and doing things that are good for you, I mm-hmm. take it. That's right. One issue with water aerobics is that it's not as weight bearing. So then you might want to also supplement some sort mm-hmm. of uh, weight training if you're if you're using water aerobics as your primary exercise. But it is really good on your joints. I mean, I find, you know, I go to the neighborhood pool and I do a lot of stretching mm-hmm. and, and twisting around and it just, you know, I tend to get tight and it really yeah. helps just loosen, loosen me up. Absolutely. And you enjoy it. So you do it. Yeah. Well, exercise what it's about. produces endorphins. Mm-hmm. Endorphins make you happy. That's oh, right. I'm so happy. Treat depression and everything else, you know. <laughs> We're going to take our second break. If you'd like to call in, the number is 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back on Southern Remedy for Women. Think Radio is your voice for Mississippi. If you or your community has an event coming up and you'd like help spreading the word, send us an email. You've got mail. To PSA at mpbonline.org. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. One of three Baton Rouge police officers ambushed and killed Sunday, Matthew Gerald, will be buried today. He had a lot of pride in himself and his job, but he didn't want to boast about it. And when people thanked him, he said, hey, you know, I'm just doing my job. The funeral of Matthew Gerald later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
Welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women. It's the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Allie Brown, who's a surgical pathologist and also teaches a fitness class or several fitness classes because we're talking about fitness today. And our special guest is Lori Porter, director of group fitness at the club. She teaches every morning, which means she's exercising every morning, which means Lori is really happy because she has all those endorphins. (laughs) Right. She is. All right, Dr. And Brown, it's contagious. You, <laughs> you know, you want your instructor to be inspiring and to make you happy, you know? Since you're the doctor in the room, tell us oh, yeah. about the Is benefits. Is there a doctor in the room? That's what everyone dreads hearing. Is there a doctor on the plane? I'm like, oh. Have you ever had to do that? Well, I've had the mask and I kind of wait. I think every doctor waits a second and then it's always been like someone else. Somebody else steps in. I'm like, I'm a pathologist. It gets There's that bad, problem, do. right? So anyway, the, what are the benefits? The of- medical benefits of regular exercise. It definitely lowers your bad cholesterol. So that's why known because it just affects all of your metabolism. It causes you to lose weight. You have less uh, fat stored up in your subcutaneous tissue, you know, underneath your skin, that is. And then in your liver and things like that, it lowers your blood pressure. That's a known cause due to several factors, largely because of weight loss, because uh, we know that people who are more overweight or obese tend to have higher blood pressure. It makes your heart stronger because as we were talking about exercising makes your muscles stronger. Your heart is a muscle. And so as your heart beats more, it's going to become stronger. You know, you don't want like a flabby heart, right? (laughs) Although some people have that. You laugh, but I mean, that's a bad thing. Helps you with weight control. It builds muscle so you can be more active. Uh, Some people get to stop taking medications. You know, if your blood pressure gets under control and maybe if you're a diabetic Mm -hmm. and maybe might get you off of your insulin and you can be sustained with just oral medications, that's something we commonly see when people take on and commit to an exercise routine. It can reduce stress and lift your mood. That that combat class that Lori's talking about. Yeah, you just imagine the person that you kind of got frustrated with that day and that's you're punching them in the face. It's awesome. (laughs) You leave, you're like, yeah. Um... And as I mentioned, it can help diabetics control their their blood sugar. One thing I did want to mention is uh, persons who have chronic conditions already, the question is always, do I have to go see my doctor first? And healthy, otherwise healthy uh, people, probably under the age of 50 or so, the answer really is no. Kind of use your common sense. If you have a chronic illness or if you are probably over the age of 50, it is a good idea to go ahead and go and have a physical exam uh, your doctor might want to run some lab tests as well, but just to get the the okay and to start slow. If you know if you're 60 years old and you never really exercised, start by going for a walk. You know, take the dog for a walk. Go walk with your spouse or your friend. Having a buddy is a is a big deal when it comes to sticking to exercise. That's something we could bring up. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why I like group fitness because uh, I kind of feel like I have to be at the gym at this time. And my friends are going to be there, the people that I enjoy seeing, and there's an energy in in the room. So a lot of people, some you know, like group fit group fitness for that sort of a reason. What about those? Do you see a lot of women sign up for your class and be there for a while and then drop out? And if so, do you know why they're dropping out? Not, I mean, honestly, if if they come regularly for a, a good two months I really don't see that a lot because um, they've gotten over the hump they, they've gotten of indecision. Now, I will see people that will come in once or twice 
Um, and we really do, you know, try to, we always ask, is this your first time? Um, but it's very overwhelming. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's a very overwhelming thing to walk into a class. And you don't know what's going on. I had a girl just today and I was so proud of her because I know she wanted to quit. She was like, I, I couldn't, she couldn't really get it down and, but she didn't and she stuck with it. And, um, and that's kind of our job as instructors to make them, make people feel comfortable when they're new and, you know, keep kind of giving them this, you got it, or keep explaining the move or, or whatever you need to do. And once they enjoy it, they're going to come back. But there are a lot of people that'll try it once and you never see them again. Yeah. Or just, <laughs> and you're like, is it me? Did I say say something? (laughs) Or just to get them in the room the first time is is often the thing. I mean, when I first started participating in these classes, and I had taken step aerobics and all the stuff like when I was in college and medical school and whatnot, Um, but when I really got into uh, group fitness at the club, I'd been a member before just lifting weights and things in the evenings after my kids went to bed. I made friends with some of the girls in the class. You know, it was my first time and a couple of them were just super nice. And I just, I was very thankful for them. So I try to do that for other people. I try to tell when I notice there are a lot of new people in the class, I'll talk about how I'm not a sporty person. I never felt like I I was skinny fat my whole life. You know, I never looked like I needed to lose weight, but I certainly was not super healthy or fit. And I tell them about how when I took my first classes, I was overwhelmed. When the first time I took combat, I was facing the wrong way probably the whole time. I've fallen <laughs> in that class before, you know, I mean, but, you know, you stick with it. And now I teach a class. So, you know, you try to give them kind of inspiration and it can be intimidating, like Lori said. The whole sure. room, everybody knows what's going on, and everybody's well, and also, buddies. Also, if you walk in and people have been doing this for months, Correct. they probably look pretty good. And, and if they you know don't each look other. so good, yes, you know that can be intimidating Absolutely. as well. Yeah, but we have so many members that you can see the remarkable physical progress they're making. I mean, there are a few people I can just think of off the top of my head, and just to tell them, look, you must not be able Absolutely. to even wear the clothes that you were wearing a few months there's ago. A couple, and there's a lot of people that do like, especially body pump, They'll, their husbands and wives will come. Yeah. And we had a, we had a nice. husband and wife team that we actually featured on our club page. And the transformation was like uh, just amazing. And that's why also we do things called launches where we learn new choreography every three months, every quarter. We get the, the choreography and then we learn it. And then we teach it, the new stuff. So it keeps everything fresh, keeps the music fresh. And what we do is we invite people. If you're not a member, you can still come because no one's going to know the choreography of that certain release. (laughs) So everyone's going to be kind of lost. It's a great time to like come and try it out and see what it's about. So we do that every three months and just invite everyone. Um, You don't have to be a member to come just to try the classes. This is a good segue for Lori to plug because there is one coming up. Yes. um, Saturday the 30th and... at our Lake Harbor gym, and then also at our township gym. Um, we do pump at both locations at 9, and then at 10 a.m. at Lake Harbor, we have body combat. Okay, hold on one second, because this is a statewide audience. So <clears throat> Lake Harbor is in Ridgeland. Ridgeland, and what was the other one? Um, uh, township is actually in Ridgeland, too. Okay. Um, Highland Colony. Colony, yeah. It's right. a beautiful facility. It Tell us the date again and the time. July 30th. It's next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Next Saturday. A week from tomorrow. 9 a.m. starts at both locations. So the weight training course will be at 9 o'clock and then cardio class at each location at 10. One is the mixed martial arts class that Lori teaches. So you can come check it out. Class. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Free of charge. You don't have to be a member. Bring your friends. Just try it out and see if you like it. It's good. All right. Um, I want, we don't have to go to a break just yet. Let me get the phone number out. one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. I wanted to ask both of you, um, Al, you brought up that you can do 
10 minutes at a time. If you do 10 minutes at a time, I guess you're getting your heart rate up. But if you can't afford or you don't have time to go to a club, a fitness center, what can you do at home? You know, besides walking, you get started off walking. What can you do in those 10 minute increments that makes it count? Well, even like a intense house cleaning you know i mean think about when you vacuum i mean i can't work a sweat right at my house it's intense (laughs) but come to my house (laughs) it's so hot outside it's hard right i mean that's a huge bear i don't i mean Lori forced me to work out outside a few weeks ago and i wanted to kill her i don't like working out outside i don't run outside and stuff so people go like to malls and walk around and, and things like that that's free I guess you have to have transportation, but you can jump rope or do jumping jacks. As Lori said, get mm-hmm. on YouTube. It seems like everyone minutes, has a phone. Ten minutes of jumping jacks seems like an awful lot. <laughs> right, yeah. You want to do like mix it yeah, up with squats, different things. lunging through your house. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that all the time. Yeah, like, if you're going to walk from here to there, just lunge yeah, your way. That's true. Um, so, yeah. But I also, I, I have to say this because I think it's a lot of people will come up with every excuse of why they shouldn't or cannot exercise. It's so easy now. It's at your fingertips. <laughs> Sam is doing squats in the booth, y'all. Right, exactly. And it, it's so it's it's so cheap now. I mean, we have yeah. our Madison locations fifteen dollars a month, fifteen dollars a month, and it's open twenty four seven. Go to McDonald's three times and said right, you can exactly. work out for a whole month. We have an email that came in from Katrina, and I'm going to hand this to you because I don't know how to say that word. Oh, <laughs> so no. you read it. Oh, this is You're an a ortho question. question. Notice I she gave a, it to the doctor, not <laughs> right. the fitness That's instructor. why. I have a meniscus tear of my knee and I'll probably have surgery in January. What exercises should I do? You should do the exercises that your doctor has told you to do. I don't know if he's got you in physical therapy. You know, I, you certainly shouldn't do anything with any sort of twisting or impact. Um, so I don't. I am reluctant to give you any sort of special things you should do. That you shouldn't you, do anything. I don't know the degree surgery. of your tear. Yeah. So I would say contact your orthopedist, whoever's doing your surgery in January, and ask ask about that. I don't know if it's an issue with maybe uh, exercises in the pool or how. You know, if it's not that bad of a tear, if you can do some cycling, but certainly um, ask your doctor. Who knows? Do you have anything to add on. to that, Lori? Um. I actually have a couple friends with Mm -hmm. the same issues. Um, If the tear gets worse, it's going to be that much more recovery. So I probably wouldn't do anything lower body, honestly, until that surgery. I mean, you can do upper body stuff, but I would stay away from anything involving the knees, which is pretty much... Like that old-timey bike that has the fan on the wheel where your arms (laughs) move back and forth. You see those in like the cardiac rehab... Yeah, they don't have those anymore. I really am. Old. I'm sure they do in the rehab <laughs> she's, facilities. She's going to have really strong arms. Yeah. just get really strong arms from now to January. Popeye arms. <laughs> Run on your arms like on your head. We need to take our last break of the hour. When we come back, um, Doctor Owens has been texting Doctor Brown madly. Yeah. So she wants us to talk about exercise. I hope she's not driving. <laughs> I hope she's riding. She <laughs> she wants you to talk about or both of you to talk about exercise while pregnant. So we're going to address that when we come back (laughs) on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio.
Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Owens, host of Southern Remedy for Women, here to warn you about an upcoming epidemic of license plate envy. Yes, it's coming after you see someone driving around with a new MPB car tag. It's the latest way you can support Mississippi Public Broadcasting continue the mission of educating, informing, and entertaining Mississippians. This epidemic is easily remedied by visiting mpbonline.org slash car tag to pre-order yours today. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown. Dr. Allie Brown is here. And our guest is Lori Porter, Director of Group Fitness at the club. We're talking about fitness today. And I want to ask, before we get to exercising while pregnant, is there something? Is there a good food that you should eat beforehand or after? You know, a piece of fruit, um, what you should drink. Should you drink juice? Obviously, you don't want something like a bowl of oatmeal, do you? Actually, oatmeal's <laughs> not, not bad. Yeah, oh, really? I thought it was yeah. heavy. It would sit in your stomach and... I don't know. I mean, most people will eat 30 minutes before, let it settle. Um, some people like what's called fasted cardio. So they'll get up and do cardio first thing in the morning before they eat anything. Gets you your metabolism spikes before you have that food. So, I mean, I don't think it's necessary. Um, high protein, um, especially after to feed mm-hmm. your muscles, especially if you're going to be doing weight training. Um, your, your muscles are going to absorb that protein within an hour. Um, so it, it's really good to have some kind of protein shake or, or even if it's like a, you know, chicken or some kind of high protein food, mm-hmm. um, is really good an hour after you, you exercise. I think it's important to listen to your body. You know, if you're the kind of person that needs to eat breakfast or you get kind of dizzy and you're going to work out, you better eat before you go. You know, I mean, I think you just do what's right for you. Everybody's kind of different in yeah. that regard. Something light. I mean, mm-hmm. I have to, yeah. like, don't go to McDonald's and get, yeah. Okay, we have a question about... It'll end up on the floor. Someone's asking if high-intensity interval exercise is the best to That's the big trend right now, right? That is the big trend. It's called HIIT training. Um, I'm a big fan of it. We do a class called GRIT, which is a 30-minute high-intensity interval training. Um, There's a lot of people that are very into that type of training, but that is not something... That you go from a sedentary lifestyle like, oh, I'm going to go do some hit classes. A true hit class is 30 minutes and your heart rate is going to get stay very high. So for, you're doing something intensely for some minutes and then resting? With very negative rest. So you might do two minutes of really intense exercise and you may have a 30-second rest before you go to that next one. Um, it produces something called EPOC, which Allie's the doctor, but it's called excessive post-oxygen consumption, which is a very big word for... When you get on a tread, let's say you get on a treadmill for 10, 20 minutes. Once you get off the treadmill, you're done. You're, all the results you're going to have are done. Whereas when you do a HIIT class, um, you're going to continue to burn calories for hours onto the day um, just because of the way that you've trained your body. It makes your met- it increases your metabolism. It's very, very productive, but it's not for everyone. It's something that you have to kind of graduate mm-hmm. to. Yeah, it's almost like finishing school when you already have an exercise program going on, right? <laughs> right. Like Lori said, then, you don't start with it. Right. So what does it take to build up to that? 
Um, I, I think that it, before you're going to do a hit class, you need to be in, in pretty in pretty good shape. You need obviously need to make sure that you can exercise at a rate that you can recover. Your heart rate recovers. You're not getting dizzy. You're not um, because in hit it's going to hit you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but before you even re- recognize what's going on, your heart rate's going to get so high so fast, and there's not going to be a lot of recovery. So. I would say at least you need to be on a regular exercise routine for a good six months before you attempt some kind of high intensity interval training. Where should your heart rate be if you're if you're exercising correctly? If you're an average person yeah. exercising, they say two twenty minus your age is your maximum heart rate, and to get like sixty to seventy percent, I think yeah. is what they say. There's a there's what they call it. There's math, and, and the and the science is always changing. Yeah. Back in the day, they would say you know be at seventy percent of your maximum heart rate, and that's the fat burning zone. Now there's a there's this but with this hit training, it's you know you may be at eighty five to ninety percent of your maximum heart rate, but for a very small period of time, and then you're going to recover. So. It's, there's just different. It, it depends really on what your goals are. It doesn't have anything to do with your resting heart rate? Your resting heart rate tends to be lower the more fit you are. So, no, it has to do with your, your usually it's your age. That's kind and of what the is, shorthand And what way. is the normal or best resting heart rate? Well, it depends on your age and things like that. You know, usually it's around... 60 or so. I don't know. My patients are zero. So I don't know. I'm, you're asking the wrong kind of doctor. But yeah, I mean, usually you don't want to have like tachycardia where your heart Dr. is Brown, racing. Yes, Dr. Brown just said zero because she does autopsies. Dr. Owens is driving off the road right now. Which leads Wait, me yes, to, yes. So Dr. Owens wanted us to touch on, since she is an obstetrician, that on exercise during pregnancy. And the general recommendation for exercise during pregnancy is just to keep doing what you've been doing. So don't take on your hit class when you're pregnant. (laughs) Bad idea. But start walking and you can gradually build up. But if you've been doing some sort of high intensity class, we've had lots of instructors and people in our classes that are doing very vigorous exercise. I can't believe it. I just see this big belly. I think about babies shaking in there. But uh, don't get your heart rate up too high because that can be bad for the placenta, which is what feeds the baby, right? That's connects the baby to you. But Lori has a personal story about that. You mentioned already with your first pregnancy that uh, you lost count after 75. Well, I think when you're younger, I mean, you think that, oh, you're going to lose the weight as easy as you gained it. And that's definitely not true. And then there's a lot of things that come with having a baby. And then you have this postpartum and all these things that can honestly be avoided if you exercise during your pregnancy. Honestly, because I did it, I did it one way, and I was very unhealthy. I had um, pregnancy-induced hypertension. I had to be induced at 37 weeks. I was very unhealthy with my first one, and then I learned my lesson. And then with my next two, I was a lot healthier. I recovered much faster. Um, I did not have PIH with my subsequent pregnancy, so it, it's just a healthier choice for you, obviously, and for your child. Is um, there a way with exercise when you're pregnant, like? Pregnant women tend to have back aches, lower back aches. Mm-hmm. Is there exercise that can help alleviate that? Well, a lot of a lot of people that have back issues um, come from two different things. A, your core is not strong, mm-hmm. um, or you may have some problems with your hamstrings. A lot of people that think they have lower back pain, especially if you exercise, it's really your your hamstrings cause a lot of those. But if you're pregnant, back of it's your because of the yeah. And the once weight. you get to a place where you're you know, seven, eight months pregnant, I mean, you probably shouldn't be doing, you're not going to be doing this jump, tuck jumps and stuff, but you're still going to exercise, you know, whether it's walking on a treadmill, lifting weights, upper body. um, Is there anything you can do 
to prepare for the birth itself? Pray. <laughs> no, but I mean, this, <laughs> you know, stretching, it, the stretching As soon help. as you hit the door, ask for the epidural. Right. Be, be the first on the list. I learned that. Right. There's nothing to prepare the just birth canal. Just get the epidural before you're even having <laughs> The baby comes out. That's just what happens. Get the epidural at your house. All right. How soon after giving birth can you start? up with exercise again. I guess that depends on if you have a vaginal birth mm-hmm. or a C-section. Mm-hmm. And C-section is like any type of surgery that would be uh, longer. But the for just a regular birth, usually they say light exercise after six yeah, weeks. six weeks. I will say this. I, after my third child, I decided I would do a boot camp <gasps> about oh. five weeks after. That was a bad idea. So make sure you give yourself time to recover because I... It was just a bad. Pregnancy is a really traumatic thing for your body. I mean, it's a I had a C-section and and I was given instructions, do not vacuum or or sweep or anything. You can't lift the baby, anything Anything heavier than the baby, right? Right. That's what they say. And my um, mother-in-law was coming and my husband refused to clean the house. I said, well, I'll just do a little bit of vacuuming. I did. And I was very careful with it. I did a little bit of cleaning. I couldn't get out of bed the next Mm. day. I was in such pain. I've never had a C-section, so I don't know. But they that's do a big surgery. It's, it's not you're not supposed to. I guess it's the motion back and forth weeks. that's actually making your stomach contract. Or you don't realize how much you your use core, your core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really don't. So that's a word to the <laughs> to the wise: don't vacuum after a C-section. Right. Listen to your. You'll do- live to regret it. <laughs> I know this is going to sound shocking, but you really should listen to your doctor, <laughs> not your aunt or yeah. your neighbor or yeah. the internet. Now, you just said uh, when we were off air, Lori, that you had a um, a pregnant client who was there two days after her due date. Yes. And I asked her politely to please leave <laughs> the class. <laughs> I think at that point, it doesn't matter. I mean, she needs to go. She just wanted right? that baby to come right. out. Yeah, and she I, was and trying I, to. I, get understand her that, but I did not want yeah. it to come out during class. I'm not. So is there a recommendation up to what point you can exercise? There, I mean, the thing is, is that I would I would um, invest in a heart rate monitor if you're pregnant and you're working out to that you know kind of intensity, because that's the most important thing um, is your heart rate getting too high. In Body Pump, we have um, we actually have pregnancy options. I mean, we can you can if you're going to lay down, you can kind of incline your bench so you're not laying flat. Mm-hmm. In Body Flow, um, if we're doing certain moves, there's pregnancy um, options, which I showed a lady today. Um, she was pretty pregnant <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. All right. We have like 40 <laughs> seconds left. One, do you have a, a parting thought for our listeners? Um, your health is important. You're only going to have one body and the, the longer you keep making excuses, the more work you're going to have to do. You got to find something that you love, something that motivates you. Um, I highly recommend group classes, not because it's my job, but we all started that way. I started Mm -hmm. taking classes. Then I started teaching them. Um, you know, you can, you can come by any of our locations. I'd be glad to let you try a class. Um, I just want to get people healthy and moving and, um, feeling better. Dr. Brown, anything from you? So much. But exercise can be anything. It can be taking the stairs instead of using the elevator, parking a little farther away. I mean, it's just about finding what's right for you and sticking with it. Lori Porter, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. Southern Remedy for Women is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. It is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by generous support from the members of the Foundation for Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Today's show was engineered by Jay White and Sam Wells, and I think our call screener was Jay White and Sam Wells. I think that's how it worked. 
For Dr. Allie Brown, I'm Karen Brown. Join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women. And stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB Think Radio. Underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go with the My Blue Mobile app. More at bcbsms.com. I want to start off this time around with the area where the most active weather is at the moment, and that's along the coast. Uh, it could be a little dicey driving on I 10.